Everybody. Welcome to the Notes My Goats podcast. I am Brandon. And I'm Steve. How's it going, buddy? Hi, Brandon. How are you? Good, man. Good. It's the middle of January, early-ish part of January still. Yeah, so, we're you know, still in the uh, second week. Still in the second week. We're, we're, we're hitting it up, man. Um, good first week of January, though, for our podcast, though. Yeah. Fire Tell week. You. Yeah, it's, it was good. We we hit we hit a little bit of we got we got across the border a little bit. We talked to Mikey. We Things did, got a little man. weird, but that usually is what happens. Absolutely, but um, it's it's all good. It is all good. So, Steve, we uh we got something fun planned today, or at least something. Yeah, we fun, got something what, planned. We got something planned today. So, what are we talking about today, my man? So today was fun, man. I looked at like our first four podcasts that you and I are doing this month. Yeah, we had we had we had four M's. We had oh, Megan Trainer last week. Yeah, we today's we got, and then the, at the next four weeks, the first four weeks of January, all M. They start with an R, so it starts with an M. Oh, that's fun. So that being said, man, we are actually going to go out to the thrift shop, and we are going to go to Seattle-based rapper uh, Macklemore and his album The Heist. Yeah, we are. So uh, that's happening, man. That's happening. And uh, I I listened to this album again. And I I still like it. I don't know. It's weird. All right. I think it's a good album. Um, it's fun. Uh, so Macklemore. Before I get started on Macklemore, how familiar were you with him? I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. Pretty much. Just thrift shop. Maybe can't hold us. Thrift shop can't hold us. Yeah, that's about it though. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, Macklemore's given name is Benjamin Hammond Haggerty. He's okay. an American rapper. Uh, originally, actually, his original name was Professor Macklemore. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, that's fun. Professor Macklemore. Um, collaborates with uh, Ryan Lewis frequently. Now, the mm-hmm. album we're going to do is actually his first one with Ryan Lewis. Um, he's been active since t- the year 2000. Big Break was the song Thrift Shop, as Brandon just said. And on the Billboard Hot 100, it went number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2013. It was the first song since 1994 to hit number one without major label backing. Oh, wow. Smacklemore so is mostly an independent artist. I say okay. mostly. We'll get into that in a second here. Yeah. His record contract is actually pretty unusual. If you guys aren't aware, most of our um, major artists that are out there have a record contract where they make pennies. They make shit yeah, right. compared to their music they put out. They have no control over their music. The, la- the label owns it. Um, they make literally, when I say pennies, I mean almost literally pennies on your purchasing of their music, listening mm-hmm. to it on Spotify and whatnot. Like Spotify play pays these major artists less than a penny per listen. Right. You know, and it's 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 really shitty how it happens. I'm I do subscribe to Spotify. I pay for a subscription only because I can get all the music I want without having to pay for it individually. But mm-hmm. again, if an artist comes to your town and you like them, go and support them. Buy their stuff on their site, buy their merch on their site, buy their tickets. Yep. That's how they make their money through merch, ticket sales, and side ventures like NFTs and things like that. Absolutely. Um, if you can do that to help support an artist, do that. Um, listen, 
like it, they'll like that as well. But these independent guys need you. Now, Macklemore's record contract, that was it is unusual because he actually only pays Warner Brothers Music a small percentage of profit from singles that he uses them to promote. Okay. So they only get paid a small percentage of the music that they promote for mostly radio. Mm-hmm. So if Macklemore puts out a track, this one was the heist was kind of special. This is where this really started. He he gets a great portion of the proceeds of the okay. profits that come with the come with the song being played in the radio. Yeah. Because Warner Brothers helps get him into more radio stations. He gives them a small percentage, and I think it's under 15% okay. of the money. So it's widely unheard of. It's flipped the script yeah. on these record companies because usually the artist gets a small percentage and then they right. get most of it. Yeah. So um He's got four total albums. He's got two solo on his own and two with Ryan Lewis. 35 singles total between all four albums. He's won four Grammy nominations. He's won four Grammys. He won Best New Artist, Best Rap Album, Rap Song, and Rap Performance. Um, Rap Song and Rap Performance were both for Thrift Shop. Okay. Um, Rap Album was for The Heist, and Best New Artist was the same year. It was for The Heist. Wow. 2015. Um, wow. Now, <laughs> profe- personally, now Macklemore in his music, he, he mentions this as well, but his personal story, he does mention that he battled substance abuse issues from a young age, from teenage years. Yeah. Um, he did get clean in 2008 and stayed that way except for a few slip-ups. If you guys follow this guy on social media and you're fans of him and his journey, he's not afraid to tell you when he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, he did during COVID. And he came out and said, yeah, during COVID, I slipped. Um, I'm back, but I slipped. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a hard struggle. Those people that, that fight drugs and alcohol, yeah, it's a hard struggle to keep yourself on that path and on that wagon. Absolutely. Um, and he's an artist that has keeps continuing down that path and is a role model for those who do it constantly Yep. and is willing to tell them and tell everyone publicly, which is very fucking hard to do Yeah. that you made a mistake. It's something stupid. Um, now he is seen as that role model because he's so vocal about his struggles and his failures and his, and his wins. Um, he's also fun. He's also part owner of the Seattle Kraken. Oh, and the Seattle Sounders Sounders are the, the, the soccer. Team. Soccer. Oh, soccer. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. He is part owner of the Kraken and the Sounders. It was actually he, him, and Marshawn Lynch are part, both part owners of the Kraken. Oh, that's cool. When they announced the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken, which is the NHL team, was yeah. coming to, which is one of the best names ever. Yeah. For a hockey team, I don't know. Absolutely. It's awesome. Um, their logo is pretty, pretty cool too. Their logo is um, pretty sweet. He, when it was announced that they were coming to Seattle, him and Marshawn Lynch, uh, Beast Mode, both bought on, and they're both part owners of the team. That's awesome. So I thought that was really cool. Was really uh, I thought cool. that was cool when it came out, but I was like, yeah. He's... Right. So a dude loves sports. He loves Seattle. He is he is synonymous with the twelfth man crowd at the, at, at Seahawks games. Um, mm-hmm. When the sea when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, he was there. He's he's a huge Seattle sports fan. Everything yeah. Seattle dude lives, dies, and breathes Seattle sports. Oh, um, now, Brandon, we're gonna go to popularity. Yep. So, a guy was super popular back in the you know mid two thousand tens. Yep. Where do you think he gets now? What do you think he averages for Spotify listeners a month? Oh, seven million. Man, you are you are not doing good with this for the start of the year, huh? out here, man. 
He is 24.2. Oh, my gosh. Listeners, 24.2. Oh, my gosh. He tripled you, man. Yeah, he did. Speaking of tripled, we tripled our listens last year. Look at us. Um, so the heist was released October 9th, 2012. It's a debut album for Macklemore and Ryan Lewis as the duo. It was their first one. It's 15 tracks, 64 minutes long. <clears throat> Written, recorded, produced, and released by the duo with no mainstream assistance until after Thrift Shop came out. And then they signed that small contract with Warner Music yeah. to um, help them push the singles more. There you go. Um, recorded from 2009 to 2012. Um, singles were released as recording. So there was, there was a few singles on here. Uh, five. And really, as they recorded them from 2009 to 2012, they just dropped them. Mm-hmm. They didn't just like hold them back for because they were, they were doing it by themselves. Right. They didn't really promote it. They promoted it that way, but didn't promote it like normal. Thrift Shop actually was their fourth single. So that one hit really hard. It was number four. It was like the drawing board. You got this one hit. Holy crap. Right. Um, Thrift Shop itself actually was number one in 18 countries. Wow. When the album actually came out, it was um, number number two on the Billboard 200. So when the heist dropped, it hit number two. Again, this is an independent artist. Yeah, number two it sold seventy eight thousand copies at first its first week. Hmm. Do you know what the first what what number one was? We actually have done this album. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. It's hard. This is a hard one for you. Uh, give me a genre. Bulk. Bulk. Yep. Mumford. Yeah, we actually it's Mumford and Sons. Babel. Babel. Nice. Hey guys, come back, come back in a couple of weeks, or we talk Mumford again. Yeah, you said we folk, go, and I'm like, all right, we've only done a couple only, of those. Yeah. Nice. We've done a couple of folk albums. Yeah, um, true. We got more coming, but <laughs> two actually coming relatively soon here. Yeah. So the album does have five singles, as I said before. Singles were released uh, in order here. Uh, Wings was the first single. Can't hold us was number two. Same Love was number three. Thrift Shop was number four. And White Walls was single number five. Okay. So again, five singles on a 15-track album. Not too yep. bad. About a third yeah. of them are singles. Yeah. Um, and those are all pretty good tracks going there. So Definitely. um that being said, Brandon. Yes. Before I so we talked about Thrift Shop and and Can't Hold Us. Those are the two tracks you kind of knew. Have you yeah. listened to this? Did you listen to this album before today? Like before this podcast? Yeah. You listened to the whole thing prior, like not even prior, prior. like to your recording, but like yeah, when it came out in when like 2012. Out, did you listen to the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. hey, I want. I'm gonna talk. We'll talk about the end. Have your if your opinions have changed. Okay. Okay. What was your favorite track? Can't hold us. Nice track was a banger in 2012, and it's a, still a banger. Still Still a banger 10 years later. I was jamming to this one and grooving to the beat of this one. Oh, so good. Um, That's going to be a jock jam. Oh, for sure. I mean, it is, but it's going to be like a jock jam in 20 years still. Yeah. Yeah, that or on a kid's bop. Well, it's already been on a kid's bop, I'm pretty sure. That'd be pretty pretty sweet. I'm pretty Uh, sure they've done it. Yeah. Uh, the added brass during the bridge added another level to this track that just made it more saucy and mm-hmm. fun to groove to. Uh, this is the type of track 
Um, this is that hype track of 2022 or 2012 for sure. Um, and still feeds on on that hype. So for me, can't hold us was my favorite track, man. What about you? It's kind of a hype track for like the early 2010s, like that, yeah. for, that for three or four years there. Um, same love. Oh. Um, this came out 10 years ago. Yeah. And it was controversial. Mm-hmm. 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. If you guys aren't familiar with the song, it tackles the, the concept of gay marriage um, inequality. Mm-hmm. And not just gay marriage, but I mean, that's the biggest thing, but mostly equality, equal rights. Yeah. Let me repeat that. This came out 10 fucking years ago and it was controversial. Yeah. If this song would have dropped tomorrow, it would still be fucking controversial. If you have a problem with this song because of the topic of the song, because you don't believe that people belong and deserve free and equal rights, fuck you. 100%. I don't give a shit if your religion says something else. I don't give a shit if your mom and dad told you something else. Your grandpa and grandma can go fuck themselves too. Telling someone they can't love who they love and they can't be who they are because it offends you and makes you feel bad is a piss poor way to live your life. If that's you, thanks for listening. Now go the fuck home. In 2023, equal rights are back under back under attack. Marriage. The ability to call a significant other your significant other. Whether that be a woman marrying a woman, a man marrying a man, a man who wants to be a woman, a woman who wants to be a man, is back under attack. And each side of the argument is going to say the other side is fucking crazy. We, as a group, are fucking crazy. I've said this before in this podcast. If you're not familiar with the date or the podcast, I can tell you which one it is. It was recorded on January 6th, 2020. Or 2021? Yeah, 2021. January 6th, 2021. Just about two years ago. It was the Fugees. You find yourself at a rally, at an event, watching something on TikTok, being a part of a live on social media where you're railing against someone because of who they love. Get ready. Because in 25 or 30 years, your kids are going to see all of this news coverage. They're going to ask you, Mom, Dad, what were your thoughts on this? Problem is you can't lie. Put all your fucking thoughts online. You put everything out there for the world to see. You can't say, oh, I was just a kid. Oh, I didn't know. You fucking knew. It's been too goddamn long for you not to know. Our nation is not beholden to the Christian faith. And it shouldn't be. Press play. Don't press pause. 
this track still hits me in the heart because it's still something that we have to talk about as a fight. I don't, I'm not in the LGBTQ community. I'm, a, I'm an ally. I'm a, I'm a friend. Love who you want. Doesn't impact me. I don't care. Be happy. You being who you are is not going to impact my views on religion. Not going to impact my views on life. Not going to impact my views on how I raise my children. Be who you are. That's it. Mary Lambert's solo on this track is absolutely heartbreaking. And right now, you may find yourself disagreeing with me. Just know you're wrong. And history will prove that you're wrong. Love is love. It's not for us to choose for someone else. As a society, we need to keep moving forward. We need to keep fighting for human rights. Not my rights. Their rights. Human rights. Our country is so fucking far behind on that. We're treating people like actual humans. Instead of what makes you feel better politically, socially, religiously. Fuck your feelings. That's what I got. All right. You didn't know that was coming. I did not. But and that was uh, all written. I let you I let you go, man. I, I gave was... you the seatbelt. I gave you the seatbelt moment. Oh, is that what that was? Oh, I didn't quite know if that was the seat. Oh, I thought that was something else. Uh. Yep. Pop the seatbelt. Let's go. Got it. Got it. All right. I love it. I love it. So I wasn't going to insert my. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay. I, I, I know. I know where you, you and I. I know where you and I stand. For sure. For sure. All right, guys. So after that, uh, take a break. Oscar, Oscar monologue. Uh, Oscar-winning monologue, guys. It is Oscar Will Smith. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. All right, guys. It is time for the thrift shop. Wang. Yeah, it is. Wang. Let's play Wang. Let's play Wang. What association and game. Wang. What association and game. Wang. Do you have the track list pulled up? I got them all, man. All right, here we go. So if you guys don't know what the word association name game is, guys, I have taken two tracks from this album, and I am word associating or phrase associating or adding and subtracting things to kind of give Steve a clue as to what a actual track I'm talking about. And Steve has to try to come up with what track that is. And you so, can go a lot of ways to these ones. Absolutely. So, guys, uh, Steve, here's my first one. Let me try again. Victory lap. Ooh, I like that, but no. It's starting over. It is. It is starting over. All right, Steve. I feel like this next one, you and I will very much um, appreciate this one just a little bit. I know that I do. Uh, Chunky Curve, Steve, is your next clue. Chunky, chunky Curve. Chunky Curve. I, I I do appreciate some Chunky Curves. There you go. I get a good handful and just go to town. Just, all right. Burgers, right? <laughs> Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Good Steve? handful burger. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mostly eat sliders though. I can't eat a whole burger. There you go. Um uh it is a thin line. It is thin line, Steve. It is very much thin line. Bravo, sir. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. Thank All you. All right. 
So, Steve, now we got to work on those least favorite tracks and tell the folks what our least favorite tracks are. So, got it. What's your least favorite track? My least favorite track is Bon Bomb Bomb. Okay. Um, and I, I think it might be one of your deep cuts or something. I don't know. Please, because of what it is, I picked this track because it's 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 when I skip all the time. Um, it really shows. So, if you guys aren't familiar. Mac Lamar and Ryan Lewis. Um, Ryan Lewis is the DJ or the producer, music yeah. person. He does all the music stuff. Mac Lamar, Ben is the lyricist. Um, Ryan Lewis isn't doing the lyrics. He isn't really rapper singer in this honest. He may right. add some stuff in from here and there, but it's not that's not his, that's not his job. Um, this track really shows what Ryan Lewis can do without much from Mac Lamar, since it's all instrumental. Um, it really feels like an intermission in the album or like a chance to breathe. It's not bad, but I, I just picked it because I skipped the track like 75% of the time. Okay. And uh, just me, it was, it's, I just know. What about you, yeah. man? Thrift shop. Okay. Not surprised. Was my least favorite track. Uh, the first thing about this track that really annoyed me was when he acknowledged uh, the, the little kid and then kept repeating what, what, what 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 i must have overplayed this track when it first came out because i mm-hmm. really did not see this track like i used to i loved this track when it first came out in 2012 oh yeah so good and to its credit it does have an okay beat but the concept of this song is just not quite there for me anymore um so thrift shop was my least favorite unfortunately I you know I don't I don't hate that because it's an overplay thing. It is um, it is an overplay thing, and it's it's again it's it's ten years old, mm-hmm. so it's it's one of those things where you look at tracks from ten years ago and they don't stand the test of time. Now this one is entertaining. Yes, you hear you hear it from every once in a while. It's not like Can't Hold Us, which is a a banger, right? And there's other ones on here that are that are good, that certified banger that will that will stay. Yeah, for good, and they're just because they're good. They're not kitschy. Right. Thrift Shop is the is this song you make to sell an album. Yes. You make the album good to keep everybody intrigued. I think it did that. But I agree with you. Agreed. It was overplayed all hell. If there was, imagine if there was TikTok during this time. Holy jeez. Oh, it would have been. Yeah, yeah it would have been nuts for sure. So I I I don't I can't I can't fault you there, man. So it is time for our second game, and it's one that I don't normally do. It is the the old William Shatner Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, this is Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. Oh, all right, Steve. And I promise I'm not going to give you something weird. Okay, I'm gonna, good. I'm going to be good with the game this time, and I'm going right. to be something that's good. Sounds good. All right. Ready to go? I'm ready. I'm going to start with the second line, because I feel like the first one gives it away pretty quickly. Um, That the people side decide to walk with him, regardless of pitchfork, cosigns I've jumped. Make sure the salmon doesn't cock block the drums. Let the snare knock the air right out of your lungs. And the words be the oxygen. Just breathe. Amen. Regardless, I'm going to say it. Neon Cathedral. Mm-mm. I feel like I got signed the day I got an agent. Got an iTunes check. Shit, man, I'm paying rent. 
about damn time I got out of that basement. About damn time I got around the country and I hit these stages. Starting over. I was made to slay them. Nope. Song title. I'm so damn close I can taste it. On some Malcolm Gladwell, David Bowie meets Kanye shit. Make the money. Mm-mm. Oh, man. I'll give you this, and this is two lines, and you'll get it. Okay. This is dedication. A life lived for art is never a life wasted. 10,000. 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. Oh, All right. Nice the first, work. The first line is, I hope that God decides to talk through them. It's the very first line of the album. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I can't do the very first line of the album. Like it's, I get it. It makes it easier. I get it. All right. So that was number one. Let's go with number two. This one, I think, may be a little bit harder, but I don't know. I was seven years old when I got my first pair. Cowboy boots. Nope. Oh, And I stepped outside, and I was like, Mama, this air bubble right here, it's going to make me fly. Wings. Yep. I like it. Nice work. I like, I like it. that track. I yeah, like that's that a good track one. Too. It's not not, one. not in my deep cut or anything, but I like that track. For sure. For sure. Now, let's go. Speaking of deep cut tracks, Steve, let's get into it. And you are 100% correct. My deep cut was Bomb Bomb. Uh, I know it would song, be. Uh, for sure. Smack dab in the middle of the track. So if you're only familiar with a couple of the tracks and haven't heard this album in full, then this track would have definitely slipped your radar for sure. You might not even realize it's an actual track. You might just think it's like a, at the end of something. That's true. Yeah. Or like an interlude piece, either mm-hmm. at an end or at the beginning to a track. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, like Steve, you mentioned earlier, 100% instrumental being led from the piano, which is beautifully done. Uh, but the added sounds of nature and quote unquote random objects kind of makes this track an interesting listen for me. Without any real lyrics, though, for me, as an instrumental musician, it does allow the listener and what I did to really close their eyes and just paint that picture in your mind of what you're seeing with your mind's mm-hmm. eye, with your mind's sure. eye. So for for that reason alone, I would just say, you know what? Take a listen to this track. See what's what you think. Close your eyes. See what's if you can paint that picture and what that picture looks like. So for me, Bomb Bomb was, was my deep cut. So what about like you, it. man? So I went with Neon Cathedral. A great track. Um, so this is another one that's I'm not gonna yell. Don't worry, I'm not gonna yell anybody this time. Yeah. I got that out of me already. Um, this is one that is hits me a little bit differently, and I think it hits everybody the same way because it is something that's really difficult that we all deal with or have dealt with. Um alcoholism is something that has affected friends, relatives, neighbors. All some every every single one of us knows at least one person, or potentially they are themselves that person mm-hmm. who deals with alcoholism on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, it affects more than three million people yearly in the U.S. alone, and it's not a curable disease. It is labeled as a disease. And those of us who have family or have dealt with it in the past will agree it's a disease. It's not something that you can just give up. Um, the 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 track dives deep into the feelings of alcohol and the feeling that an alcoholic gets when battling the urge to um 
really drink and break that path. Um, the backing track takes nothing away from the lyricist, which is great. It allows um, really Macklemore to tell the story without really overshadowing it. So I loved the fact that Ryan Lewis gave enough on the back end to really sell the track, but he didn't overshadow it. He didn't overpower. He does that on a lot of these tracks, a lot of these albums. So I loved, I love Neon Cathedral. I love the story being told. I love the fact that we're able to kind of hear it almost firsthand from someone who's living that life on a daily basis. So I, Mm -hmm. I was a hundred percent on there. So that was my deep cut was Neon Cathedral. I like it. I like it. All right, Steve, let's get into our final thoughts. I'll, I'll start this one out. Um, we'll end it with you. Um, Sounds good. So there are a handful of tracks that are good for this one. And there are a handful that are decent that mm-hmm. either provide us with a good beat and groove or, or overall good solid lyrics. Um, and then there are others that are just straight trash in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, this album is long. And for me, overall unenthusiastic. Mm-hmm. About halfway through this album, I started getting bored mm-hmm. with it. Um, and really just was trying to find something else to listen to and was kind of checking on when this one was going to be over for me. Um, okay. it's weird because I really enjoyed this album a lot more 10 years ago, 11 years ago than mm-hmm. I did now. Um this guy is a lot of white boy rapper and says a lot of words, but I'm not entirely sure understands or empathizes with some of the lyrics that he speaks. I think some of it he does, but I don't know. Could just be me. I don't know. Um, I also think that the album was poorly constructed overall um, as a whole too much going on with too little pizzazz. Um, It really seemed like Macklemore, in my opinion, was just trying to do a bunch of different things um, in hopes that they would stick. Some did. Mm -hmm. Most didn't, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a middle-of-the-road track or album for me. Um, I'm actually going to give this one a four and a half out of ten. Okay. So that's why I wanted to start first. So... Now you can go and tell me why I'm wrong. Oh, there's a few things. Um, your opinion is valid. Um, having been uh, having this guy on my radar since you know prior to this album coming out, so 2010s ish, mm-hmm. I wasn't there from the ground level. I knew who he was. Uh, 2010, 2011, um, things kind of popping out, hearing some stuff, and you're like, okay. But I was also bigger in the independent scene. Sure. Um, I'm the old guy, but I do have friends that work in music industry and kind of hear some stuff here and there. And I, I like listening to up and coming artists because you never really know what the next big artist is going to come from. Yeah. Um, except for now, I get I'm too fucking old to do this shit. And I still have hard times with new with new stuff. There you um, go. But you know, 12 years ago, I was mid 20s. Mm-hmm. It's easier. Um, the album isn't phenomenal. Or groundbreaking in any way. It's it's not. Um, it is entertaining for me though. I feel like it has a lot to offer as well. Right. Um, having read more about his story and the talent that he does have to share the story in a relatable way to reach millions of people, 
is something to not shake a stick at. Because what he sings about with the with the abuse, the drug abuse, the alcohol abuse, the growing up poor, the different things with social issues, he's experienced most of those. Um, I would say many of those he's experienced and continues to fight on a daily basis. Um, even though he's he's gotten somewhat famous, he's like I think he's like B level. Um, yeah, the music isn't clean, but it also isn't th- like hip hop thug hip hop either. Um, it's catchy and I feel like him being a white rapper catches a lot of shit for it because he's not Eminem. Yeah. He's not, and he's not NF. Right. So he's not going to get you lyrically where you're going to be like blown away without having to be thuggish like NF is. Yeah. And he's not going to fall into typical like hip hop categories like Eminem did. So I feel like when you're a white rapper, it's like almost like being a woman in almost everything. If you're a white rapper, you have this incredibly deep hole already because you have the word white in front of your in front of your title. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you take yourself seriously to fight your way out of that to prove that you're not a white rapper like Eminem did, then mm-hmm. you put yourself on this bigger pedestal so you can get knocked off of it. You come into it like NF and having him having everybody believe he's the Christian rapper, which takes him like 15 levels deeper being a Christian white rapper. He's got two far right, right. not good for him, but he had the talent and the ability to really push his way out of that and say, no, let me start here and work my way up. Whereas Macklemore comes at it from dude's got talent, but he's also, he's kind of a, he's kind of like the, the class clown kid. For sure. He's kind of like a little Dicky who took it a bit more serious. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think his his vibe and lyrics are on par with Dave, um, if not sometimes a little better, sometimes a little worse, depending on what kit she wants to go with that day. Sure. You do it, Sells. Your, your criticism of the album and how it's constructed and how it was kind of all over the place is fair, but I will remind you this was an independent release, and mm-hmm. it was released – how it was released and constructed was something that these two guys were debuting and not really sure how the shit was going to work. And they had one track that really took off, so they front-loaded it a little bit and got it out there so people would buy the album, would get there, and you would sell it. And as an independent artist, to sell as many copies as he did and have yeah. four or five singles come off of it, yeah. I can't shake a stick at it. But I, I do see what you're saying. The the produce, the production value is good, but the how it's how the album is constructed is bad. Um, the, the one thing that him is... I couldn't figure out why he was so hated. Do you know Macklemore's like one of the more hated artists out there? I didn't know that. He's one of the more hated artists because in 2013, 2014, when he won those Grammys, um, he beat Kendrick Lamar. Oh. For best rap album and best rap song. Interesting. Um, and he, he probably shouldn't have, but they, they called it like, oh, the white guy beat the black guy. Got it. And he got a lot of shit from the from the uh, rap community for that, which is where a lot of the hate from Macklemore came um, in the public eye because they didn't believe he should have won. It was more of a nepotistic win. Mm. It was a racial thing, which anytime you do something and you're super duper fucking popular, which the Grammys are a popularity contest. You guys didn't know that's all a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. It's a... It's really what you've done for me lately. And Macklemore right. sold a shit ton of albums, and Kendrick didn't. Right. 
right. Kendrick's album, hundred times better. Yes, but is what it is. Um, I I just want to know one thing before I give you my rating. Everybody was so up in arms about about Macklemore beating Kendrick, but why didn't Kanye jump up and break everything up and say Kendrick should have won? That's a great question, Steve. <laughs> I mean, where the fuck was Kanye? Right. We need we need more yay. Right. He's actually full Kanye at that point too. He, he was full yay. Kanye, right? I have a joke about that. I have a joke about that. Speaking of, okay, well, speaking of, um, my uh, comedian um, posted something about Kanye and like the things that he says about like Christianity and all that sort of stuff, like whatever. I kind of want to find it because it's funny. Okay. You just keep talking. Let me see if I can find it. So I I will say rating for me is a seven out of 10. Um, and I don't usually, if, if you guys are new to the podcast and you stayed, hey, thanks for staying um, after my, my rant uh, to start us off here. I don't normally do that um, in the at the beginning. <laughs> usually if I do right. it towards the end, um, I usually like, like I lure you in and then like bait and switch you. Yes. But I was, I was feeling the fire today. Um, yes. So you're going to get that from time to time for me. If you're, if you're new, Hey, if you've been around for a while, those are sometimes some of your favorite favorites of mine. Generally. Um, it's just kind of who I am. So yeah. if you take it or leave it, it's not, I'm not going to change. Brandon yeah. told me I don't have to change anymore. So sure, Aha, you fuck you guys. You um, so, uh, that being said, I went with a nostalgic seven out of 10 on this one. There are some, there okay. are some tracks that don't, that I could do without. It's long. It's a hip hop album. Mm-hmm. Almost all hip hop albums are long. I don't know why. They just are. Yeah. I and I I like hip hop. I'm a big fan. I just <laughs> and he's got a couple of them on here that I'm like, you don't really need to have that on there, but I get it. I understand. So for sure. All right. So seven out of for ten sure. for me. Did you find your joke? I did. I did. So uh, this comedian D- Dustin Nickerson says, Kanye. This was back when Kanye was in the news. Um, in early December, mm-hmm. Dustin said Kanye is going to be disappointed when he realizes which religion Jesus was. And um, I commented, which is hilarious. Um, and, <laughs> and then I commented with, uh, which I thought was a really great hook or a really great tag to that joke. And I said, soon he'll be calling himself Yaye. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! yeah that got the most likes and laugh reacts so i feel i feel like i won the internet that it was day. a win there yeah you got you got one on the internet the internet the internet liked you that yeah. day, i like that that's for a quick minute for sure anyway that's just... we all have those moments and the internet usually hates me even then i i i suck it back in for some reason i don't True. know how i do right well okay another side note quick did you see what a friend of the friend of ours posted to his wife that uh Hallmark movies are, are, are life. Hallmark is now working on creating a Christmas movie with a second plot. <laughs> no, I did not see that. <laughs> anyway, is that your neighbor? Uh, down the road and around yeah. the block. Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, yeah. I did not see that. That's funny. No, that's, that's that great. Funny. No, I'm I'm anyway. right there with you. So, anyway. guys, this has been Macklemore's album, The Heist. Um, yes. We both feel a little bit differently about it, but it's over 50%. It's a nostalgic listen if you if you remember this one from the early 2010s. Absolutely. If not, you haven't listened to it before, check it out. I really I recommend giving it a good listen to because it's one of those history albums. Like It's like 
for this sure. was really big for some odd reason yes. 10 15 years ago yes why um and then you're like oh two or three of these tracks really still hit right most of them don't but okay for sure so uh but let us know what you think maybe i'm completely off base with my rant and if you feel that way hey Hit us in the comments. I'll have a conversation with you on the internet because that's always a great place to have a conversation. Best place to have it. Best place ever. Um, ever. And then if not, hit me up on uh, the socials, any of the socials. I'll, I'll chat with you anywhere. Um, so, you go. but that being said, guys, you can find us speaking of the socials on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the Facebook, uh, Facebook, the, the Facebook. Holy shit. I'm old. I fucking did that. Oh God. You I can't did. believe it. That's funny. Oh, check the box. I'm old. Um, Facebook. You can find us the North Goats podcast. Check out Nate chomping on the record um, there. And on Instagram, it's the North Goats pod. Also on Twitter, it's North Goats pod. We are on our Twitter. Um, yeah, we are on Twitter. I don't know why we are. We, we, very, are. We, we very rarely post on there, but TikTok, no supports pod. Uh, we do post on there more often than Twitter because, again, fuck you, Elon. Um, and email us, no supports podcast at gmail.com. Send us fun spam emails. Brandon loves those. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming up very shortly, we are looking to start putting some fun YouTube. Keep an eye out for that. It'll start popping up soon. Last thing I have for you is. Um, Whatever podcast uh, platform you found us on today, be it the big ones, the little ones, whatever it is in between, give us a rating, a like, a follow, whatever you can do to help spread the podcast to friends, family, uh, coworkers, uh, acquaintances, uh, that girl you slept with last week. Who fuck cares? Um, I'm right. just talking to you, Mikey. Um, no, not Mikey. Sorry. He's got a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> it's, and it was that guy he slept with last week. Sorry. Um, oh, my gosh. He'll have a good laugh. He'll have a good laugh. And then have to have some conversations. Um, yeah, right. She doesn't listen as far as, as far as I know. Maybe she'll start. Um, don't share this one with her, Mikey. We're good. Um, so that but, wa- so I so I shouldn't tell you that we have at least one listen in Tasmania. <laughs> was it when Mikey was in Tasmania? Um, <laughs> hope so. If not, Mikey, when you're in Tasmania, hit us up. There you go. Um, so. Share us with friends, uh, and on there. Even if you're on just the Facebook, the, the, fuck, I did it again. If you're on Facebook, um, or Instagram, share our posts. Help us out. Uh, help us get more followers on both of those social medias. That'll just help us grow. Um, our goal is to get over ten thousand more downloads this year. We want to do over that this year to eclipse over twenty-five thousand total um, as a podcast. I would be moon i'd be fucking shitting chickens if we actually hit twenty five thousand single downloads in 2023 literally shitting chickens yes (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what's gonna happen so guys i can't no it's podcast this is macklemore the heist and we are gonna be shitting chickens in 2023 notes the goats notes the goats notes